but they have secret rape caves where they have been known to take people down underwater, hold them underwater, and rape them underwater and kill them. Now, so can, all right, so we're starting. We've already started. So right away, I want to tell you that I wait for Tuesday night. Uh, I, um, I cannot wait for America's Got Talent. I dream about hitting the golden buzzer. So, and you know why I know that? Why? Because you write me yes, all I the do. time. I do. You t- he tweets me. Because you, or- you, you know what you say? The smartest things. Thank you. You are so perceptive about the human being standing in front of you. Um, this uh, person who seems to be very nervous and either sings or hangs from a, a loop. I, I don't I don't get that. I could never do that. I, I don't think one of them is a Jew. <laughs> right. Not anybody hanging. No. Nobody from that stories. hangs from a strap. We didn't even want to get on a horse. We walked in the desert. We, we didn't even want to climb on a horse. It's so true. Forty years. Camels, you get up a- I walked by the camel, never on the camel. Right. Even when we got to the water, remember what we did? I we did. didn't even what want did to we swim. Do? We waited for she's doing she went to Hebrew school. We waited for it to part. You waited to part. Right. We the didn't Red even want to. We didn't even want to go in the water. So your your children work with you? Yeah, I work for them. Two of yeah. them. Two, two. Two out of three. Yeah, two out of three. Well, you've worked with your children. I don't. You, now, your son I'm, has never directed you? Yes, but only as a student. What? He has never hired me as a professional. Are you saying that with malice? No. Uh, no, I, I've let that go. <laughs> what if he hears this? I mean, he's going to be guilty. I don't care. <laughs> now, here's the thing. He, during the pandemic, he called me up yeah, and he told me a story that he found in the Texas Monthly. And Texas Monthly is a really good magazine, apparently, and they've just made a deal, let's say, with Netflix in order to um, find stories to make. The Texas Monthly. The Texas Monthly or just Texas. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't read know. that much. And he told me a story. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, this sounds wonderful. And his friend Trey is a writer in Texas. And then they have a partner, Production 51. Right. And all of a sudden we have a meeting with HBO, who I know because of Barry. Right. I'm wearing a 10-gallon hat that I got in Canada at the um, the Roundup. The The Calgary... Stampede. Stampede. Calgary Stampede. Stampede. I wear the hat because it's Texas. You know, we sell it. They're writing it now. And if they like the scripts, HBO is going to pick it up. I'm going to be directed in a, in a series by my son. Well, congratulations. That's cool. I'm so verklempt. Did he? You think he's doing it because he's heard you before saying he's never that you've never hired him, so no, he feels like this no. Is... I think this is mainly to benefit him, but uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm part of it. I'm in it. Look how excited! That's the thing about. Uh, well, uh, we didn't even do our opening theme song, but it doesn't. Do we matter. have to. Do you want to? No, you can put it in later. When, or is this you just live? say you just say no. It's not live, but do you, whenever you want to hear the theme, I'll, I'm happy to play. I'd it. like to hear the theme at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay, we won't. Let's not have the theme at this. We'll we also didn't the introduce 
who we're talking to. Oh, for Henry the Winkler. Yeah, because a lot of people are. This is audio. I said Henry true? Winkler, didn't I? Now, yeah, uh, but I didn't say who I you are. I think we just started talking, right? No, that's we right. Just started talking. My name is Henry Winkler. Yeah, I met you at the very beginning of your career mm -hmm. in Toronto. That's correct. I was there making a movie in 1979. Right. Uh, the uh, American Christmas Carol. I was playing Scrooge. Right. I had no place to go for Passover. Right. We went to Rabbi Field's house okay. in Toronto. Right. It was like the Peach Blossom Temple, the Sweet. No, Blossom. I met you at John Slam's. John Slan Slan's house oh, for the dinner. Oh, producer. Yeah. Oh. He did a seder, the second seder. Yeah. Yeah. And you found the Afikoman. For those that don't know, he <laughs> yes. found a little piece of. It wasn't even hidden. I, I think traditionally you have to hide a piece of matzah and the kids look but for it. you know it. what it is? I hid it because I wanted the prize. You wanted the prize. <laughs> Just like you want your son to hire you. It's so true. You keep getting the prize. It's but so you true. are a prize. So so I just Thank want you. to tell people that I get like the the comments that you give me on Tuesday nights or, or Wednesday mornings after are, are so beautiful. They're Thank like a you. fan. That You are an icon. I am a fan. No, but, and and what you relate to, you kind of, I, I sense that you feel what I feel. There's so much, for me, empathy in, we know what we went through, and we know what the struggle is, and we know what that fear is. Yes, that's true. So to Now, here's the other thing, Howie. There are, this year, especially on, on, uh, on America's Got Talent, the talent is extraordinary. Better than ever. I, the the first few shows I because I am um, uh, really uh, close with the executive uh, on the show. Who? Um, uh, Miss Shaktel. Oh, wow! Yes, we did um, better late than never together. Oh, wow! Yeah, Shelby. Wow! So and you got I've, inside scoop. I've known her when she was pregnant with her first. You've known everybody yeah. from before Trump. But I love her. I love her very much. She was great on the show, great executive, and my wife and I got very close. How long have you been married? Uh, 44 years. So you got me beat. I've been married 42. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, separate so homes. He wins. Works like a charm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if it doesn't work, you end up with separate homes. Now, your gorgeous daughter is sitting next to you. Jacqueline. Oh, thank you. Jacqueline. How old are you? I'm 37. You don't, I, if you said to me mm -hmm. that you were 24 years old, I would think, ah, that's, uh, you're, you're just out of college. Ah, you're a liar. Yeah. That's what you think. <laughs> no. She has two kids. So is you it do? being, yes. How old? Oh, no, this is a trick question. I'm tired. Seven They're and seven. About. Six and seven. <laughs> six and seven. It, it, and tell six me, and being seven. a grandparent, isn't it the best? Oh, my goodness. We have a brand new one. We now have six grandchildren. Our newest is nine months old, and she is in Europe with her mom making a movie. You don't She's, have to say in, in, with her mom because you wouldn't send a nine-month-old to Europe alone. Herself. No, but today the kids are so precocious. Is it your daughter's kid? And I, my no, Max's uh, daughter. Oh, Max is married now and has a baby nine months old, but we have missed her. We've missed all these stages watching them on on um, FaceTime. Who's Max married to? That's uh, oh, Jesse Barden, a very talented young lady. Do you remember I auditioned for you? No. No. So I auditioned for Night Shift. Everybody auditioned for, for Night, Night Shift. Night Shift. And then Michael Keaton got it. Yeah. And I know that story. You've told, you've told yeah. that he was the last one in, and then you went, yes. boom. Right. But you know that I got four callbacks on that. 
Okay, so was I there for all of them? Nope. No, that's why. Because you would have <laughs> said no right away. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> Michael Keaton would have never have been invited. Uh, Ron and, and uh, uh, was it uh, Brian? Was Brian? Brian Grazer. Yeah. That was their first movie. Yes. Brian found it in, and this is what I, this is the lesson I learned, and I tell every young producer, read everything and cut the story out and put it in files. He found it on page 92 of the New York Times that these um, uh, people who worked in the morgue at night ran a house of prostitution out of the morgue because no one checked at three in the morning. Right. And it became the comedy, and which is still funny. It, it holds Night up. Shift, it holds up. Written by the great Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel. No relation. Not to me. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you're very funny. You are, and an amazing actor. Congratulations on another Emmy nomination. Thank you. Barry's a great show. Thank you. It really is. Are you enjoying I it? Am... Are you not flabbergasted that you deserve it, but that you've yes. had this length of a career? Yes. I dreamt about this when I was seven, and I'm doing it at 76. You, wait, you wanted to be an actor? You knew you wanted I to be an actor? I knew it from the moment I was old enough to reason. Why? What made you... I have no idea. Because you, 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 your parents are like traditional Terrible. Holocaust survivor, yes. Jewish business people, like uh, you should be yeah, a doctor, cold. a lawyer. Yeah, like yeah. old. So why? Wh how does a kid... Uh, I don't know. At seven. It was Did you see a flight? play? It was a fight every minute of my growing up. I, used, they, I, I stole a joke from London Lee. I loved London Lee. London Lee, for you don't know, his whole thing was he was a rich, he was the rich comic, right? That was his thing, right? I think so. Yes. But I only know one joke. What was the joke? I used to sit in high school. Uh, I used to dream that I would go home. My parents had moved and left no forwarding address. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. That's my joke. And you heard one joke and you went, I'm going to make a career out of this? No, I was hoping that would be true. <laughs> oh, you didn't yeah. get along with your parents? No. Were your parents, so your parents weren't supportive? Of they were not supportive of my being an actor until I get it. I got on TV. And then it was too late because they're Holocaust survivors who escaped. Mm -hmm. I can't. Yes, but you know what I want to say? No matter what the problem is, I, I have a challenge. I am uh, severely dyslexic. I don't care that they didn't know about dyslexia or uh, my learning challenge or whatever. You have a child, you look at this child, and you know instinctively something is wrong. Let's figure out what it is, even though we don't know the name. Really? I, not, um, in that, not in that era. But something, you look at your child and you go, uh, that child needs help. Not... That Why? What was going on grounded. that you think you needed help? Like what? I, I couldn't learn. I, I. So you were bad in school. I not only was I bad in school, I'm in the bottom three so academically I. in America. So did that make you act out behaviorally too, or in comedy? I used jokes to cover my embarrassment. So me too, because yeah. I had mental health but issues. You're funnier than me. Uh, not necessarily. You I have think you're mental health issues. Yes. You still do. Yes. You don't get rid of is them. That, is that part of your OCD? OCD is a mental health issue. It is. Yes. OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. But I come from somewhat of the same era as you, and right. there is a stigma. Parents just didn't do that. You, are you harboring resentment because they no, didn't what fix I, it? I, what I, I used to, 
but I have done work in order to let it drain out of my soul. But I made a deal with myself that I would be a completely different person as a parent and that my children, to me, could say anything that was on their mind. Like you're, for up until now, your son going, I don't want to work with you. Yes. <laughs> you're okay with that. that. It's true. I kicked him out of the house. He was on his own at four. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're so true. precocious aren't they <laughs> you are also the one thing we know you're a great actor we know you did the fawns and all that but I, i'm amazed at what you are uh kind of responsible for a lot of iconic moments in business in this business that uh, your name isn't even really attached to i don't think uh the movie rocky would even be uh, would exist as we know it if it wasn't for you. It, I'll tell you, that was amazing. I, I did a movie for $2,000 for a year's work, um, and it was called... Um, Lords of... The Lords of Flatbush. Flatbush, yes. And one of the stars of the movie was Sly Stallone when he was really raw and just beginning. He invited me to his apartment uh, that he shared with his first wife, Sasha, and the largest dog you have ever seen, a bull mastiff from some Baltic country. That was his, his wife, are you describing? No, no, no. Oh, no, she was beautiful. Oh, okay. This was actually his pet, who uh, I think, you know how, like you have a snake and you get little mice and you feed them a little mouse and they eat that for a week. We don't do that, but yes, yeah. I know people do. <laughs> I did because Max, our youngest son, had a snake. And so we bought little mice. But um, for this dog, they would buy uh, humans. Humans. <laughs> Sliced alone had a man-eating man bull mastiff. So he painted his windows black so he would not be influenced by the time of day while he was writing because he was a major writer. So under this He painted toughness, the windows black. Yeah, so he would not there know. How long ago was it before curtains? This is pre-curtains or is, blinds. <laughs> this is pre-curtains, pre-blinds. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All the right. the door was like a giant stone you had to pull open. Okay. So he's writing. You became friend. Did you know him before the movie? No. That's so you, crazy to me, to mess with your own circadian rhythm so that you could just keep writing. That is the smartest thing I ever heard. I know. Oh. She's just been what looking. She always met every, <laughs> every episode she I mentioned. I finally got the opportunity to, to say, say circadian, circadian rhythm. rhythm. <laughs> I've it. been waiting. That is like crazy. Because I talk about uh, the circadians, yeah. um, uh, that they are a 17-year-old, 17-year-old. Um, uh, um, cycle, right? Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. I just, yeah. You know, those things that uh -huh. come out. Yeah. I have no oh, idea what either of this, you are talking the about. Cicadas? Yes. <laughs> oh, the, the that's bugs? not the, that's, that's not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. It sounded like that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with it. Is it just dyslexia or is it also ADHD? <laughs> no, it's everything. That's <laughs> oh, everything. I'm I not have. kidding. So let, let's finish th this. And uh, it's also, I'm 76. You're, you're sharper than oh anybody. My, let me just say, when you're in a conversation and you go, yes, and he was in... We'll get back to that later because there is n that that noun is 
out of my mind. Well, don't you find you're playing charades a lot more than you? You know that thing with the it's and you, always, but so you make it a game. Yeah. But let me. So Sly is. Um, you become friends with we him. We become friends. He's very funny. He's funny. Oh, he's so funny. He is a quietly um, funny, but witty. Witty he is. Okay. So I come out here and I get on the show. Happy days. I'm having a great time. Wait, wait. You just got you at, right after Lords of Flatbush. I'm telling you, in the second week that I flew out here and landed in Hollywood, I was auditioned for Happy Days. Did you have any idea that this was like? Did you want to do a sitcom? How did about you this? I studied at the Yale School of Drama. I have a master's degree from Yale. At Yale. You don't do television. You don't do commercials. So, so let me, I, I'm going to digress for a second. Go ahead. You have a master degrees, a master degree in acting? I do. The drama? Yes. From Yale. Yes. At that point, yes. were your parents not? No. They still wanted Yale. to take over the family business. Which was? Which was buying and selling wood. The only <laughs> wood I was interested in was Morning. Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I went there. Warning Wood is, ah, uh, that's, I remember that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to reminisce about that. Now. And it's uncomfortable right now because I'm sitting with my daughter. But, well, I just got a big laugh. You did, and that's good. You're very, very fun. I'm loving this girl. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see her, uh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Thank but you. some people can watch this on YouTube. Like her I like you too. Like her mommy. When I met your mommy, she was beautiful. <laughs> Not was she. She's at pretty. At that time. Oh, she was so She's held beautiful. up. Yeah. Yeah, I had her pickled. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, and when I say pickled, <laughs> never mind. Not as good you know as his morning love, Howie. What? All through your. Um, not office space, but um, this this uh, this uh, amazing warehouse space. You have so many things. You have um, because they don't take memorabilia. Well, I know the difference between you and me is your memorabilia ends yeah. up in the Smithsonian. Mine two pieces. He's, do you know that his leather jacket and my lunchbox. That's, I have nothing there. I have a warehouse in so Van So now Nuys. he just needs to keep it here. <laughs> but you know what, though? I just had an auction because I found 27 boxes behind where we keep our um, suitcases that I forgot I had, and I didn't even know what was in them. And I called an auction house, and I, uh, before Christmas, had an auction. What was in them? Uh, the... Um, the garage outfit for Broncos, um, the Fonz's uh, outfit, you know, mechanics outfit. And you didn't want to keep it? I or? didn't keep it. What did that go for? See, that's the difference between you guys because you I'm also have like Maurice's uh, vest. You have all this. From Little Monsters. Yeah, you have all this stuff. He won't He won't get rid of anything. I understand that. So, but didn't your kid want that? Did you ask the kids? I, I, I showed them stuff. And then they, uh, and I, I've kept, I had three jackets. The first jacket the Fonz wore was stolen from the. Are you uh, talking about the, the, you didn't start with a leather jacket. No, you no, started no. with a cotton. I don't know what happened to the, the, the cloth jacket was a pain in my ass. Why? Because you couldn't keep the collar up and it's really hard to be cool in cloth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you should make T-shirts. It's really hard it's to be. It's hard to be, to be cool, cool in cloth. cloth. Right. That's good material. Thank you. So, so I'm gonna. I'm jumping all over the place because yeah, so you're I, allowing. I'm now I know. Thinking about that T-shirt. But but the uh, the cloth like those ideas that you had as the so you come out here, you audition for the role. First, I, the first show I auditioned for was Mary Tyler Moore. To be what? To I was Rhoda's date at a table by myself at um, Betty White's dinner party. Did you get it? Yeah. Four lines. That was your first job? That was my first job. In what? I so had you, lived it to eight. You had lived it? I did. We should, is it, is it on YouTube? It is. The first job. How would, how would I see it? Like, what would I it's look up? It's the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I don't, I don't know the title of it, but, but, but I'm in do, it. do you remember what the, the episode was about? Yes. It was about a dinner party, Betty, yeah. uh, Betty White's dinner party. Uh, Rhoda invited me, but there was no room for me at the table. So Rhoda's Which... date at Betty White's dinner party, Mary Tyler Moore. Right. Let's I'm see sure if, can... if you just wrote. Henry Winkler, then it would come up with. Oh yeah, they probably Moore. yeah. That's probably that's probably it right there. Dinner party, season four, episode ten. Does it seem like uh -huh. it was was it going on for a long time yes. when you were there? Yeah, it was. It'll a, take a minute. You know what it was? What it was? Honestly, it there I am. That, that, there you are. It okay. was the friends of the time. It was the most popular show on TV. So when you got this scene, and I wore my own clothing. That's your own clothing. Yes. Here, See, I'm scene. sitting at the table all by myself. Oh, that's hysterical. Play that. That is so cool. Uh, now. No, no audio, though. Ed Weinberger. Oh. No, this is where audio. you would need that. Hmm? Ed, Ed Weinberger, who is the one of the producing uh, uh, partners of... Uh, we'll put Jim, it in. We'll put it in. James Brooks and <laughs> Alan Burton. Yeah, I just want to see you. Do you have lines? Yes, I, I do. There's audio. Who's calling? No, I know. Congresswoman who? Wait, just uh, Phyllis. Zip over to where... Uh, uh, Henry. Is this you? It's got to be Phyllis, man. Is this the whole wait? episode? Yeah, I don't want to see the whole episode. You guys find out where it is and then put it I'm up. I'm sorry. I really am. Me too. Hi, oh, there he is. Look. Look at you. I would open the door. That looks like a son. You know that. Can I get you a drink? Don't you think so? No drinks, Mary. We eat in two minutes. Ms. Richards, I want to thank you for inviting me to dinner. Rhoda, set a place for him at the little table. Can I tell him more that tall? One minute, Mary. Uh, uh, she called her husband, uh, Grant Tinker, who was the head of the I company. I knew Grant because... Oh, my God, what a guy. She called him Dolls. Hey, Dolls. dolls. Really? Because his son, Mark, was the executive oh, producer oh, of St. Elsewhere. Absolutely. A, a wonderful yeah. writer, director, producer. Yeah. 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 So, that's, so you come to town... How long before you auditioned for that? Four days. You're good, apparently. Well, Yale. Well, <laughs> you know what? I What I did was, um, and this is something that I talk to other actors about, young actors. When I I can't read and act off a page. I, because I, of dyslexia. I, yeah, because of my, my learning challenge. I'd ad lib what I couldn't memorize. They would say... Um, but that's not what we wrote. And I would say, but I'm giving you the essence of the character. And I would get it sometimes. Wow. I once said that to somebody when I passed wind. <laughs> I'm giving you the essence, essence of, of me. who I am. Oh. And even when I leave, you'll still have my essence with there you. There you go. There <laughs> I go. Did you bottle it? 
<laughs> what are you no, nuts? No. So you get this, and then do you, so. Mary Tyler Moore, you just said, was the friends of the day. That was the friends of the which, day, which, in for all intents and purposes, is you made it. Now they are so such a loyal bunch that they hired me for a voiceover. They hired me for the um, Bob Newhart show. They hired me for the Rota show. They hired me for the Paul Sand pilot co-starring Penny Marshall. So once you're in with them, you're in. So, but uh, I guess what I was going to ask your That's parents. exactly right. Once you're in, you're in. She comes up with such I things. do. Because <laughs> you got your sleep, your circadian rhythm. My circadian rhythm is on. Is, is yeah, right on. Is on. <laughs> so your parents see that. Isn't that like, wow? No. 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 I will tell you. Because TV at that time, for the most part, meant so much more than it even means today. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now you're just, uh, meanwhile, there are, there are wonderful shows on now. Did you see 1883? No. no. Okay. Did you see Yellowstone? Yes. Okay. Very good. 1883 is the origin story. Okay. It is so good. I couldn't wait for the next episode. Right. Uh, w w one of the great things about going to the Emmys this year, I'm going to look for Miles Teller. Because he was so good in He's the good offer. in everything. He's good yeah. in absolutely everything. Did, did you see everything. the offer? The story of the Yeah, making? the God, Godfather. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. He's great in everything. How about that a young intern, kind of nurse doctor on a Grey's Anatomy, a man named Jason, I believe, all of a sudden he's got like a, you know, he's a scene here, a scene there. And then all of a sudden he's Marlon Brando. In the in that in the office, and he is but, magnificent. But I know. Maybe one day I'll have him on the podcast and ask him about that. I'm <laughs> I'm interested in you. Okay. Fine. I want to. At what point was there a certain turning point for your parents? Where yes. they? What point was that? When I got on Happy Days, mm -hmm. and Happy Days started to take off, all of a sudden my mother started asking me for autograph pictures, and she would have them in of the Ron Howard. of her car, <laughs> and Ronnie. <laughs> And uh, she would be giving them out. And uh, my, I make jokes about my parents like they were lobbyists. <laughs> they sat in the lobby of hotels in Palm Beach going, we are the parents, we are the parents of the phones. <laughs> <laughs> I have met people all over the world who said to me, hey, I've got your parents' autograph. <laughs> So, so I want to, so I'm, 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 I'll get back to whatever story I was asking about, but the story is, so you're here, yeah. you get, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show yeah. and the same week you audition for, uh, happy days. Yes. Uh, you get happy days. I do. You find out right away that, that no, I had to go back again and I had a unibrow and they plucked it. Who did? In, uh, the, uh, Bruce Hutchinson. Uh, he was the makeup man for the next 10 years. Bruce Hutchinson. Wow. So you got plucked. I got plucked. Can I just say not comfortable? <laughs> I can only imagine what a Brazilian is. So I don't think that's plucking. No, that's waxing. it's gluing, right? Waxing. Waxing. Oh. Gluing is a, is a merkin. That's an, oh, you know what a merkin is? I don't know. I think I don't that's want gluing. To know. What's merkin? A merkin is a merkin. Mer is uh is a toupee for down there is it yes that's a real thing kyle yeah. kyle saying yes no, kyle no, no. in the back 
the uh, a, a very orthodox Jew. Uh-huh. They don't wear their own hair. They wear a wig, scheidel, yeah. a scheidel, and they wear a merkin. Uh, Wait a minute! No, that's clean. not true. Yeah, orthodox women yes wear fake hair down there. Yes, because it um uh and if it's not true, I'm sticking with it. But. <laughs> It is because it was um, uh, health at one time, so you didn't get lice or whatever it was. You were you were. Just... But you're telling me that Orthodox Jewish women shave themselves and then put a wig on down there. I believe so. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a merkin. A merkin's not a Jewish thing. No. Somebody look, Caroline. While you're there, you should look up uh, Orthodox Jewish women's merkins. And put up a picture of a... Now I'm interested to know if, I, I'm, I if I'm right or wrong. And it's a religious question. It's not a sexual question. The more you okay. know. The more yes. You know. <laughs> so you said... You're a shooting star. Uh, yeah. Yes. So you said that you... Uh, so you get the, the fawns and it is... A, a, Orthodox Jewish women, hello. What? A glimpse inside the hidden world of Orthodox Judaism. But I don't see Merkins. Hello. Why did you go to pictures? There's Merkin right there. Oh, Merkin Jurotica. Jurotica <laughs> is a spanking new project with the power to provide a voice for Jewish sexual oppression. Jewish sexual oppression. No, the voice expression. Is, expression. Oh. Expression, not oppression. It is a Jewish thing. We learn something every day. Must include Merkin. Merkin may also refer to, uh, I don't know. Well, we learn something. Non-Orthodox. I have no idea. You're not really reading anything. And I also knew Larry Merkin. Uh, in college, it wow. was about Larry Merkin in my class. And what did he do? Did he, he cover? He went the... on to be a dramaturg. A what? A a, a, a critic of uh, theater is called a turg. Uh, yes, a a historian, a dramaturg. I'm learning so much, <laughs> so much that I had no idea I was going to ask yeah. about. Okay, so you're out here. You get the yes. you get the show. And... I'm living in an apartment. Uh, well, first I'm living on Charlie Hayde. Uh, who was an actor? I on knew Hill him Street from Hill Street Blues, Blues, and I'm living on his couch with his first wife, uh, Penny Windust, their Penny baby Windust. girl, mm-hmm. um, and a a Labrador, all on the couch. And he no, no, I'm on the couch oh. all by myself. Okay. They then. This is at the Sunset Marquee, which was on uh, Alta Vista or something like right that. Right off of Sunset right? Boulevard. I've, I lived there when I first moved here. Yeah. And then he said, you got to move. So he drove me around. We looked for an apartment. I found a living room with a wet bar, a a bathroom, a a kitchenette, and a one-bedroom. And that's where I lived for the first two years of Happy Days. When you first get a show like that, are they paying big money right away? I got $1,000 a week. To me, that is big money. No, I think everybody's big money, but you would think... You know, they don't yeah. know that. So you got $1,000 a week. The show takes off. And I saved a lot of it because I'm a big saver. I do that too. And then how long before you call Sylvester, your friend from the movie? He calls me. Uh, he drove out here with all of his possessions, his first wife, Sasha, and their dog. Right. His bull mastiff. Right. His car breaks down. Sunset Boulevard. Henry, come and get me. I said, okay. I drove in an, the first Audi ever made, which I then used as a planter about a week later because it never worked. Picked him up. You know we're sponsored by Audi. I'm so sorry, but these Not are anymore. different Audis. Not, Not anymore. 
Doesn't this, matter. We just lost them. Oh. It's okay. But this is a different Audi. Okay. This was the first Audi. Yeah. Then they went back and they thought maybe we should make a car that works. Right. And now they're beautiful. Well, there's other brands that will probably hop on board. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I pick him up, all of his stuff, and his dog is in the back seat, drooling. All I mean, like inches thick. You need like a bathing suit to go back in that back seat with that dog. I take him to his apartment, which is also on one of those side streets off of Sunset Boulevard, El Camino or whatever it's called. And he says, I got a script. And I take this script to ABC. I said, here is a script. Do you like it? They said, yes, they give us money. And then they said, and I said to Sly, I got good news. Here's your money. I got bad news. What did they pay for the script? I don't remember. I do not remember. And they said, we want to replace the writer. I said, the bad news is, Sly, they want to replace you. He said, don't let them do that to me. I said, okay. I go, but he back. had no money. He had no money. Uh, but this, this is who he really is. Uh, so, um, I go back to ABC and I said, I need the script back. They said, we don't do that. I said, I know, I know, but here's all your money. I just need that script back. We don't do that. I know you don't do that, but here it is. There's always a first time. I really need that script back. And thank God I had a little bit of a, a cachet being the Fonz. They gave me the script back. How long have you been doing the show at this point? Now I've been doing it for at least two or three years. Oh, so it's number one. That's not, you're on the number one yeah. show. They give me the script back. I give it to Sly. About a year and a half later, Rocky comes out. They had in their hands Rocky. But you gave it back to him. I did. So if you didn't fight, if you didn't fight, they probably would have put another writer on it like right. they were going to do. Right. And Destroyed it wouldn't it. be the movie. No. It, it wouldn't. So. No, because it's his vision. I mean, So you does know, he the, realize what you did for him by even does, getting it back? He does too. He does. Are you guys still friends? You know what? We're acquaintances. I have not seen him in 30 years. But there is a wonderful warmth between us that I know exists because I hear from people who do see him. Right. Cause that's the, so not only was that life changing for Sylvester Stallone, right. but I think it's iconic in our world that that character, that movie, the fact that it's just part of, it doesn't matter what generation you're from. I think everybody knows what Rocky is oh my and they wouldn't if you weren't a good friend you know what you when i you know who your friend is you know the talent in there you hear the plea you hear him honestly he literally cannot live with himself if his baby that he's been writing in that apartment in new york having painted his windows black was given to somebody else to just make um pablum out of you say that, but the truth is that I, I, I think in kind of in the same position myself, I'm not, I've never been in that position. I probably would have talked him into going, listen, the chances of selling something are next to nil. 
the chances of getting something made are next to nil. I gave it to a network. I gave it, they're buying it. Well, so, I, I might have said that, but I heard, I heard him. I'm just, I'm just telling you straight out, there was no joke. It's not about, hey, no, don't let them have it. I don't like ABC television. I'm a, they can't do that to me. It's my script. I need to be the writer. And you were able to throw yourself in the fire because, you know, they were saying they can't do it. You also didn't, I mean, you had leverage, but well, you, you know put what? yourself. That, that seems to be, I, 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 when, as I was telling the story, I, um, uh, I had a, a, a dry patch in 2000, 2001, and my agent at the time uh, became a manager at AMG or whatever Michael Ovitz's company was. Right. Beautiful art on the wall. <laughs> and I had to convince was them. Was the Keith Haring art they had on that? They had art yeah, yeah, like a, you can't believe on that wall. Opening a can. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Celsius. It's a juice? It's a, like a, an energy drink. You want one? No. But is that a, like a, a, a sponsor? No. 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 All I had was Audi. <laughs> yeah. Now I got nothing. Now you got nothing. <laughs> nothing. You know what? If another car company comes, let me talk to them on the phone. Right. I'll, I'll tell them how much fun it is to be here. I don't want you talking to any of my <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You've done enough. Okay. Okay. So um, we, were, we were talking about, okay, so now that movie happens. Okay, so then that movie happens. Now I'm having a dry spell in the about 2000, 2001. You had a dry spell. Oh, I've had I so many like dry been... spells. I want to tell you, really, I did not need a towel. Uh, I, I, they said he's so lovely. He's such a funny guy. Because he, of the Fonz character? It was the Fonz. So this man, who was a manager, he said he would be my manager. He was my manager for about 90 days. <laughs> before the entire company imploded, I was meeting and they were taking the art off the wall. I was meeting with this guy. He said, write books for children about your learning challenge. I said, I am learning challenged. I believe everybody that told me when I was younger, I'm stupid. I can't write a book. I met Lynn Oliver for lunch through this guy, um, Alan Berger, who is the, the dad or the, or the, the, the grandfather of Hank Zipser. I, we met for lunch and then I called the agent at ICM. I was with ICM at the time in name only. And, uh, cause they had no idea I was on the roster and, uh, <laughs> that's dry. <laughs> oh, and, um, I called this woman, Esther Newberg, who is a powerhouse in publishing. Literary, yeah. Whoa. And I said, I have an idea for, I'm a client. Nobody else knows that, but I'm telling you, um, I, I have a, uh, a proposal for a children's book. I don't do children's books. I said, I don't, okay, okay. You don't do children's books, but I, I have one. I'm a client. You want to just hear it. I don't do children's books. I said, I, right, so, but there's always a first time. All right, send it to me. She sent it out. Three people said no. One person, one publishing house said maybe. And Scholastic said, uh, Deborah Dorfman, I'm going to give you four, because you're a celebrity, and I'm going to give you four novels. That, that's the contract. 
Wow. 39 novels later. Wow. That's amazing. And they're inspirational. It's your own story. No, sp- they're comedies first. And they, 28 of them are about a little boy who's got a learning challenge who's unbelievably funny and resourceful and just, you know. Have you ever tried to produce them into yes, another medium? Uh, couldn't do it here in America. Why? Because people said kids want to see aspirational children, not kids with a problem. So we took it and sold it to the BBC. We made three years and a television movie, and they're on HBO Max now. Hank Zipser. And they're called? Hank Zipser, the world's greatest underachiever. I love that. And I get to play a teacher in high school who literally said to me one sentence, Winkler, if you ever do graduate, you're going to be great. The only one. It was a, a private school for boys. It's amazing that you have... The, the point is that you talk about such mental oppression that you have, and you have risen... I, I almost think it's like a like a, um, a slingshot. You yeah. Know? The further somebody pulls you back and pulls yeah. you back and holds you back, the further you're going to go. Like, you... I literally cannot um, tolerate my entire system... Um, vibrates uh, at being in the background and being second. Are you still as competitive? As competitive. I'm surprised that the U.S. wouldn't latch on to that because I would think, I think they're wrong. I think that every kid needs, no kid is quote unquote normal or perfect. We all have differences and challenges. Right. So I would think that would speak more to the masses than... But that tells you about um, people who at that time were buying and making television. When was that? How long ago was that? Oh, I made that in, uh, no, that was, I started writing them in 2002 for, with Lynn. And they came out 2003. This was 2009, 10, something in there. You also have come up with things that are kind of like MacGyver. Oh, you? my first show I ever sold. So uh, is that, where'd you get the idea or did somebody come to you with the Tony idea? Tony Jonas was a an executive. Uh, he came to us. I was with a man named John Rich, who was a very talented director, an award-winning director, not a great human being, but he was my partner. And, is he still and, with us? Huh? Is he still with us? Is no. He a- and uh, and Daniel, uh, who now lives um, in uh, in Southern California, uh, was the uh, uh, executive vice president at ABC. My lawyer, Skip Brittenham, made a deal for me. Not only did I get paid um, money for, for doing the show, now I get a production company at, at ABC. At ABC, and what was known as on the air commitments. If I bring them a show they like, no pilot, no development, it goes on the air. Tony Jonas brought us this shortcut guy, MacGyver. And he went through a lot of iterations. And eventually, when nobody can do anything about anything, you go to MacGyver. Right. He takes a pencil and a And Daniel bought it was on for seven years 
and the new one was just on for five years. And you own that, right? I, I was part of it. That's fantastic. It was, um, yeah. That's great. And you also, people don't know, um, when the the last iteration of Hollywood Squares, you kind of brought back. Michael Levitt and I produced two years of that. It was one of the great jobs in my life. You like that? You <gasps> like game shows? Oh, no. But I like that show. There were nine people in the squares. We broke our necks to try and find the middle square. And then finally, uh, in the in the second year, we just hired one guy that we used all the time, Martin Mull, who was funny and witty and perfect. Ellen DeGeneres was a, a center square. So was I. You were a center square. <laughs> um, uh, so was, uh, um, who's the Whoopi. guy that sits at the end? The guy that sits at the end on of your my, show. On my show? Yeah. Simon? Simon? Yeah, he was. He did that? Yeah. I did not. He know. was a different guy at that time. Did not know that. Yeah, that he was on Hollywood Square. He was. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then I'm, I'm going to talk. Whoopi to was him. a Center Square, right? Yeah. Wasn't she? Well, Whoopi was before we got there. Oh, okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, Whoopi was before that we got there. You're a fisherman. I love to fish for trout. Just My trout. wife is a great fisher person. And it's like the the river runs through it. You do yes. that kind of. I know nothing. I don't like fishing. I'm not against it. I just find it, it looks no, no, like no, it's boring. No, we used to go fishing all the time. I know you're supposed to do it with the kids, but no, no, it's no. really it is, boring. Fishing for trout is like a washing machine for your brain. Why? Because you concentrate on the fly, the fish taking the fly. So th for those that don't know, the fly is like at the end of this string, you have a it, thing. It a represents feather. something that lives under the water mm -hmm. that emerges from the bottom to the top of the water. Right. And something that lands on the water, something right. the fish eat. Men and women create these uh, artificial, beautiful works of art that represent a bug um, in some I like when it comes to trout, uh, I love concentrating on the menu. I never eat a trout. You'll never, oh, you're catch and release. I will never eat a trout. Because? They are so majestic. They are so beautiful. So just catch trout. Just, yeah, just you eat flounder. seafood? I eat flounder. Oh, eat... like Little Mermaid? Yeah. Right? Wasn't that flounder? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't yeah. care about that. You don't care about that? No, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat, you know, no. Yeah, I don't care about so that. So you have one, like, with a, just <laughs> a trout. trout. Is who you? Yeah, that's like I, pro I would not eat shamu, like a whale. Like I a... met shamu. One of the first things I ever did here um, when I became on television, they they you get all these great um, uh, inv invitations. Mm -hmm. Sea World. I met Mickey. I met Shamu. I was kissed by Shamu. See, here's the thing that bothered me about Shamu. I. Um, I, I was on TV uh, doing St. Elsewhere. Yeah, and I, I, I love that show. Thank you. I took the kids to SeaWorld, and we went backstage. Remember, we met Shamu. Yeah. And then I was on tour, and I was in Florida, and I went to SeaWorld there. And they told me I met Shamu. How is that, how is that even possible? I see what you mean. You feel you, duped. Well, you think I would have seen him on the flight. You know what? <laughs> Right? Like, you mean that he was traveling with you? He makes appearances at all of the different Sea Worlds. I don't think, I don't think. You don't think it was the same guy? I can't tell. No. I couldn't tell, but there's no way.
But being kissed, shamu, Shamu's tongue is like a watermelon. Oh, you did French kissing. No, well, no, it was on my cheek. I have a picture of it. Really? I love it. There I used to tongue? take them in with of the tongue of there the was tongue. The tongue, yeah, it has a tongue. You got licked. I got licked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But we used to take my favorite, kiss. aside from my puppies, mm-hmm. my one of my favorite animals in the world is a, a dolphin. That's my favorite animal. We have so much in common. We do. Yeah. Didn't you tell me, but the thing is, I took them uh, swimming with dolphins and things like that, but then uh, you were the one that talked about, don't dolphins, they can rape. They have secret rape caves. Do you know this about dolphins? No. They have secret, okay, Alex, you might have to come on the mic for this one because my brother knows a lot about animals, but they have secret rape caves where they have been known to take people down underwater, hold them underwater, and rape them underwater and kill them. Are you still impressed Alex? with my daughter? <laughs> Alex, is that Don't true? come on, Alex. So. <laughs> that is the weirdest fact I have ever heard, maybe in the last 10 years. <laughs> Alex. No, that's the, the truth. During the Me Too movement, she was all about, she went to SeaWorld and did uh, held up picket signs. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. She said, you think Harvey Weinstein's bad. You should have met Flip. Uh, you also can't go in the ocean or with dolphins if you're pregnant. Because? Because. <laughs> what is it? Is it their sonar, radar, whatever it yeah, is? Yeah, the radar. Yeah, they like, it can vibrate so much that it injures or detaches the umbilical, umbilical cord. Alex, can you please come on the it's mic and true. tell me if I'm right or wrong? This is not true. I believe you're right. I believe I believe I'm right. you 100%. So pregnant women, what if a pregnant woman, because I go, I go on uh, to the beach and you'll see pregnant women in the ocean. Are they? Yeah, no, 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 up to their knees. What did you say about pregnant? The thing is, is they communicate with like yeah, but there is pretty much they just they're just interested because they can hear the baby. I know, but they poke it first of all, and it's dangerous because they're interested, and so they can hurt it. But I also heard that their vibrations when they make sounds and stuff. I don't know about can injure the umbilical cord. I don't. I haven't looked into it that much. Maybe all right. Enough about no, no, no. But I I have to say that (laughs) sounds. They they do travel and they do communicate yeah. with sonar, so yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Really, yeah. Yeah. Don't a lot of this is the, 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 the rape so. and the uh, well, I don't know about losing the rape. your children. I don't know to, about to the rape. <laughs> the rape doesn't make sense. <laughs> Alex, isn't the rape true? No, don't stop talking to Alex. We have an, an illustrious guest. But, but I, I want to make sure I'm spitting r- facts leave. here. Well, I, I'm sorry. No, I just fine. That's fine. I love that you have a nice relationship with your brother. You were joking. It was, uh, yeah, it was, there's no cape. <laughs> he was joking. He said, I forgot to tell you I was joking. It's you mean true. he made that up? He, he made, made that up, up a couple of years ago. <laughs> he made that up a couple of years ago. She shared it with you. Not only that, uh, Henry, <laughs> you believed it. You <laughs> believed it because she started with this Arcadian rhythm. Hold on. And there's nothing you no. can't Google. We have a guest, not Google. No, 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 I'm, I know. Now, no, listen, she needs We're to bonding. know now. No, you're she not bonding. We now. have the same favorite animal. So we're talking about our favorite animal. No. That is true. You're, I think this is disrespectful. How many people listened? To this? <laughs> yeah. We don't have a listener. I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, I don't even really have a podcast. I just wanted to spend time with you. I, you know what? I'm, I'm down. You are. I love being with you. I don't know. Last time we saw each other in Florida. Right. Just a few months ago in the lobby. And we both You had a posse sick, and, and I was with my wife. Too. That's the well. I was with my wife too, and and another couple. I didn't have a whole posse. No, no. It seemed like a lot of people. A lot of people in a lobby of hotel aren't with me. 
but they were all following you. I, uh, I, I don't think I had a lot. But of you had a show that night. I did have a show that night for the, that, that's why there was a lot of people. It was the, something, the elegance, the, the car show that was at that hotel. Right. And I was the, uh, entertainment. MC? Yeah. I was the entertainment. Wow. But, and I loved seeing you and I think that's I what too. led to, and I love hearing from you. I think that you are a gem. Everybody who knows you, and you've probably heard this ad nauseum, says you're like the nicest guy in Hollywood. There's got to be something that you want to apologize for that you that hasn't been, that you can, like... No, I apologized already. Okay. But there there's stuff that infuriates me. I, I am, I am uh, crazed by the direction of where the country is going. It, oh. it is making me a little insane. It's not a nice place now. And it doesn't matter what your political view is. No. I don't like, I, and I thought that I'm Canadian. So I, I believe that America was, uh, you know, that the beauty of this country was that we have this multi-party system, democracy, where we don't agree, but we come to yeah an agreement. Right. And right now there's so much vitriol and hatred and oh my and, the, goodness. and I don't have any of that, but I, I, but I, you know what I think is that all of the people, I think that education is the most important infrastructure, just the critical thinking for the next generation, because there are people out there who are fighting to, you know, take everybody's rights away. And then when the autocrats get in to government, if they do, all those people who think, hey, I'm, I'm going to just take all your rights away, they're all going to be bitten in the tush. They're going to be kicked to the curb because they, they won't be needed I anymore. I think the bigger problem today is, is that you're saying education, but where do you get your information and where do you get your education? And I think people believe that they're being educated and they believe that they are seeing facts on both sides. But they're not. I, I, I don't. I believe that there is a lack of critical thinking. Is there America. when you're not given, you know, we as when we were growing up, you and I, Henry, we could read the newspaper right. and we could Decide. watch Walter Cronkite right. and there was, it was just facts. And then whatever you did with those facts and however you scrambled them and scrambled brain. them, and then you can make a decision of which way you want to lean. Right. I, I think that even regardless of what side you're on, the facts are kind of skewed by a narrative that, right. that kind of doesn't allow you. It's really hard to get back to the center to kind of think right. of what's real. Like, I don't I, know. What I have is. friends who are, um, you know, uh, Republican now, and they literally said the sentence to me. I don't know how we're going to get back to some sort of um, equilibrium. But I agree with them. I agree. With, I don't know how we're going to get back. I, we, we seem our to be grandchildren. Going... What what happens to our? They're they're not going to know the America that we've grown up with. But my grandchildren are sitting already on the on the computer. That's where most of you know. There used to be a time when right. we were growing up. You go. You know. I know this. I read it in the paper. Right. Or I read a book. Right. Now you can say. You know. I saw. I saw a post. Yeah. I don't know if that. You but... always say that some of the the biggest problem in education is that it didn't prepare you financial to make great financial decisions for your future right saving or even teach you how to write a check nowadays maybe we need to start thinking about how we can alter the education system so that we can teach people how to be critical thinkers when they look online when they see all these stories when they see the television and how to decipher for themselves what is 
reality or what they believe you. in. It, it, the the right. How do you decipher what is real and what is fake? Right. Or new, when do you no f- matter when who's do you saying out, it? When do you figure out that there aren't Nicole any rape Wallace. caves? When. <laughs> I trusted my brother. I trusted I my brother. You can't even trust your own brother. I know. But you know what? That how long ago did he tell you that? It, I think I've thought this for maybe fifteen years. Alex, and how he, long ago? And she forgot. She was to teacher. tell you fifteen years ago. He was joking. I don't know how yeah, long it was, ago. It was before we were going to swim wow. with them. So I was like, oh, hopefully they don't take us down to the caves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't on headphones right no. now. But he said it was before we were going to swim with them in one of our vacations. And he said, I hope they don't take us down to those caves. And I said, what caves? And then he told me about it. I, I knew that could not be right. But the sonar I was buying. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have those, she is a smart girl. They ha- a, and <laughs> they my, have those and my son's a liar. They have those classes in college. I took one of them on critical thinking when it comes to media, the inter- media in general and the mm. internet and news. And- so I, I can't thank you enough for coming today. Uh, Henry Winkler, congratulations on another thank award-winning. You. You're, in, you're going into season four now, right? We are. We start on August 2nd. Wow. I love that show. I love your work on I love your work on whatever you do. Thank Continued you. success in writing. Is there anything else that we are missing out that we should talk about that you're doing? Oh, you're going to do that. I hope that that comes to fruition, the, the project on HBO oh, with your son. with Max. Yeah. Oh, my. That would be so touching. I don't know if I could get through a scene uh, and not weep, except he does yell. He's very strict. Is he a strict? Very movie? strict. He's been a, a pretty prominent director on television yes. for a long time. American and Horror movies, Story. Yeah, that's where movies. he met his wife. Oh, is that how he met? Mm-hmm. And do you like her? We are so lucky. We have uh, one son-in-law and two uh, uh, daughter-in-laws. What does your daughter do? My daughter was an incredible teacher. Uh, She taught preschool. Zoe is her name? Zoe. Yeah. And now she taught preschool too. Yeah. I taught kinder. Kinder? Yeah. Yeah, lovely. And um, my daughter now has started a group. um, Excuse me, that was my stomach. It's okay. My, my daughter has started a group called, with two other friends, uh, called This Is About Humanity, which takes care of the children who are caught between the two countries at the border. Oh, all those kids that we heard about that were left at the border. That's a wonderful... She raises money. There are, there's no overhead. The only thing they do is rent a bus, take a lot of people. What is the name again? Because I'm going to put it at the bottom. This is about humanity. This is about humanity. End up putting it on the bottom so people could click on it and find more information about that. In the description. So, and your son is a uh, director. Director. And And my other son is in the uh, the business uh, part of um, show business. Yes. Now, is that your son or is that that's your no, that's wife's? My, well, in, in did my you raise mind, him? Or yes, it... I did. He came into my life when he was four. Oh, I could never say he was my son because until recently, um, his dad was right. alive in here. Right. Uh, did one... you did you have a relationship with his father? We did. Okay. As a matter of fact, his we father is a famous guy, a How, very Howard famous Weisman. guy. But uh, the four of us. Uh, we made us into one family. That's wonderful because yeah. that could be not amicable. Before for most I, before I got there, it was not amicable. And you, 
brought peace. Well, I saw my wife's forehead, a vein I never knew existed. <laughs> and um, I thought, you know what? I better make sure that vein doesn't pop. Look at you. You created the Fonz. You created MacGyver. You got us Rocky. You got us goodwill and empathy in, in just the world. You've got, you know, you're just, you're, you're amazing. You really are. Do you ever look back at yourself and go, oh, recently I, I have looked back at myself and I have acknowledged that I'm not stupid. <laughs> I don't you're, think it's a joke. He said he grew up. Th oh, that. because that was, that is a, that's actually beautiful. Yeah. I laughed. It was a knee jerk oh, reaction. Oh, you, you could laugh. I like when you laugh. But I can't you know wait what? to see you tonight. You know, does this, this doesn't go out today, does it? Mm -mm. No. Well, we're recording it on Tuesday. Right. And I look forward to Tuesday because yeah. it's America's Got, got talent. talent on Tuesdays. And I'm only in You half have to give my tonight. regards to everybody. I will. I don't go back till, you know, we shoot all the, uh, the auditions yeah. and we don't go live. You should come to the taping and just hang with me backstage oh, one day, when we go live. I will. I'm serious. That little girl with the ukulele. Oh, Grace Vanderwall. <gasps> I was there. Did you, that have night. you seen her? Have you seen her? Not recently. She's like this gorgeous model. She just released a single called lion's den. It's just amazing. She's really a talent. I love when these people just explode yeah. and to be in the room, to watch a dream come true. Like I would imagine it would be like the feeling of whoever was in the room when you came in audition for the Fonzie. You know, for well, you know what? All I did, I changed my voice, and that unleashed me. Did you add a lot to that? Did you like it, they didn't write a like the thumbs up? I I was able to add a lot, but we had extraordinary writers, and at the beginning, Gary Marshall was there. He is a what a beautiful human oh being he my. was. He taught me so much about being a producer, being on the set, decorum. Oh my God. He was a beautiful guy. He beautiful. really was. Genius. Yes. He was a genius. He was. But you worked with a lot of people and showed their, you know, because of your talent, he became, that, that was the launching pad, I think, for all those shows, right. was Happy Days. Right. So you've been here for everything that we know, we watch, we listen to, we read. You are truly a, a national treasure. You really are. Wow. And your family and your wife and your friends are very lucky people to just know you and spend Thank time you. with you. And I feel real lucky that you're on the podcast. Do you want to hear our theme song? I, now I'd like to hear the theme song. Here it is. 